Miller Furniture, St. Louis's home for American-made furniture presents Lynn Benhouse Goes to the Movies with Jennifer and Wendy on the Big 550 KTRS. And we get to experience them vicariously or decide whether we want to go or not. Lynn Benhouse, good to see you on this chilly day. Good to see you. I, I loved your conversation about who's universally beloved. So I have three. Let me see if you think so. Neil Diamond, Matt Damon, and uh, Jack Buck. Those are great ah, ones. Now, somebody on the text line just agreed with you about Matt Damon. We have not heard Neil Diamond. How, how could we not have heard Jack Buck? I think just because we're talking about movie stars, right? Right. And yeah, so, right. otherwise, that would have that yeah. would have come well, when, in. When somebody brought up Walter Cronkite, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because back then, back then, yeah, most know, trusted man in America, he was at that time. I know. Well, there's so many celebs that we find out about later that that kind of tarnishes it. Like, you know, when, oh, when gosh, you, yes. you know, <laughs> so, so it's hard. It's hard to reconcile. Yes. The, their work and then the previous. But every Matt Damon, he just does consistently great work. He, like, you he know, does. last right. year he was in Oppenheimer and Air. Mm hmm. And everybody loves him and he just doesn't really get at Ward's attention. Yeah, that's weird because he uh, is it because he is such a he's just he just lives a normal life. He seems to just, you know, good for him. Right. And then there was a a little bit of business uh, they had off camera off when they were during a commercial break on the Golden Globes. And Ben Affleck was walking up to Matt Damon and his wife. And when Matt Damon saw Ben Affleck, it's just the sweetest thing in the world because they've mm-hmm. known each other since they were kids. I know. Yeah. I love. I love to find like you know Robin Williams was the roommate of Christopher Reeve. Right. That's right. That's right. Speaking of real quick, uh, Sundance is going on now, and there's a new documentary about Christopher Reeve called Super Slash Man, and I cannot wait for this. I even looked to see if it was available online because Sundance, you can watch some things online. But it isn't. But anyway, it's about how his accident made him a better person. I can't wait to see that. I read the description and I thought this is something everybody should watch. I know. Because look at how often something happens to us health-wise. And we, of course, go right to poor me. And he, I, I can't wait to see that too. I know. Let, let's start with yes. all of us strangers because we got to get to. I know we got we <laughs> got a lot of movies. Man. We got a lot of movies this yes. week. We're getting on the tail end of things that were, uh, you know, awards season, and now they're coming out now in St. Louis. These are all in in theaters. I love this movie. It gutted me. I just nobody told me uh, what it was about. I love that, <laughs> and so. When I started it, and and this, um, you know, the 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 premise is, a guy's parents were killed before he was twelve in a car accident, and he's a melancholy sort of guy. He's a screenwriter. He works at home. He lives a very solitary existence, and he meets. This is Andrew Scott, aka the hot priest from Fleabag. Oh, I know who that is. Yes. And uh, he's a wonderful actor. And he meets in his pretty empty building on It's the Holidays. And this is another movie, like, the holdover is about how the holidays affect you. And um, he meets Paul Mescal. And that's the, the Irish actor that's just the cutest thing. And he's so good. And he was in the TV show Normal People. That's where he got noticed. Mm-hmm. But he was Oscar nominated last year. So anyway, he's getting a lot of work. So he plays this guy and they establish a relationship. They kind of uh, get each other out of their shells. 
and somehow uh, and the guy Adam is nostalgic and he goes back to his childhood home and he discovers his dead parents living there like the age they were when they died. So they are ghosts. (laughs) They are ghosts. They're not like... I'm loving it. And so he gets to talk to his parents again. So what would that be like? What would that be like? What would you, what would you want to say? And could it, and then somebody said to me the other day, well, I would just be so, it would be hard to leave them again. Uh, True. You know, and so it brings up a lot of interesting aspects of that. But the parents are played by Jamie Bell and Claire Foy. Mm. And they are wonderful too. So it's just these four magnetic actors, really good. And I will say it's a strange story, and I can't give anything away, but there are twists. I'm just saying there are twists. Okay, don't say anything else. This is All of Us Strangers, and it's in theaters today. Okay, next is Origin. Yes, this is a tough one. This is based on a book by Isabel Wilkerson, and she won a Pulitzer Prize, interesting enough, for covering the Midwestern floods in 1993. Hmm. She She was the Chicago Bureau of the New York Times. So she's a prominent journalist, and she wrote this book called Cast about American racism. And she found roots of the system in India where everybody in society is divided. Mm -hmm. And she traveled to India. And then she also uh, went a little deeper on Nazi Germany. So at first, the movie's kind of choppy because we start with the murder of Trayvon Martin. And then she and John Bernthal are taking care of her mom. And John Bernthal, interesting enough, plays her husband, Brett Hamilton. And it's a good role because, you know, a lot of times he plays villains. And if you're watching The Bear, you know him as the dead brother. Oh, yeah. He's great. And he he's he's one of those actors. He was that, in The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Yes. Yeah, just great. great a lot actor. of times he's a villain because on TV, the first season of Walking Dead, and, uh, you know, that. So anyway, he's one of those actors that goes between hero and villain. And he's a hero here. And um, it's about her life. It's about her work and her life. Her work is very intense, obviously. And then her life, she's dealing with her mother and failing health and checking out homes, assisted living type homes and those kind of things. And it's her life. So it's one woman's journey about life but then there's love and loss and grief also involved. So there's a lot to unpack in this movie. And I think it is probably too much. But the performance of Anjane Ellis Taylor, who was the mom in King Richard, mm-hmm. she was Oscar nominated. And she's fantastic in this movie. And this is called Origin. Yes. And it is in theaters today. Can we move on to Freud's last session? Yes. Starring Anthony Hopkins as Freud. Yes, and Matthew Good. I know. <laughs> I mean, he's good. Is he, obviously, Anthony Hopkins is always good. Mm-hmm. But it's really, it's you know, obviously, it's two people talking. So then they try to widen it. It's from a play. I saw the play, the rep, the Repertory Theater of St. Louis ran the play, and it was really good. Can, can you, you buy him as Freud? Yeah. 
You can't. Okay. He's he's he, yeah. He's really good. And you can buy him as Hannibal Lecter. You can and yeah. and, and and Howard's End and from that. I mean, I think he can buy him as anybody. I, I guess I just always think of him as Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I know it's hard. It's hard. Well, you just hear the word Clarice, and I right. have shivers. <laughs> I have shivers oh, when you just, oh, it's, that's one of those triggers where you hear that and you, oh, mm-hmm. yes. at the, at the end, I'm having an old friend for dinner. <laughs> that was like, ah, I know. So do you yeah. like Freud's last session or is it yeah, slow but it's, just, it's slow. It's one of those where you, you uh, start watching it and you're like, hmm, am I in the mood for this? It is their discussion on God, the existence of God. And, Christopher, um, you know, C.S. Lewis, he was known as the Christian apologist. And it's about, this is on the eve of World War II. So that's interesting. So there's all these little asides and there's flashbacks and there's family and there's other drama. So it's just, it opens, you know, the play up. But I don't know. I just think it's kind of, I mean... It could be fascinating at times. It is intellectually stimulating. But I think overall, this is why you're not hearing about it too much. But it doesn't sound like it's for general audiences. No. No. Okay. Okay, let's move on to ISS, a sci-fi drama thriller. Yes, this is the International Space Station. Mm. And Ariana DeBose, who won an Oscar, she plays a scientist. And she and John Gallagher Jr., another scientist they head up to the ISS and it's a collegial bunch it's three Americans and it's three Russians and they all are happy you know getting along doing their research because that's what the ISS is it's three Russian cosmonauts three Americans the Americans are played uh, also by Chris Messina so mm, you I know like he's he's a yeah I know he's a very, Do you like the movie yeah till about a half hour left to go and then it just totally falls apart don't you hate that i do and i've often wondered don't they have editors i I often feel the same way about books too they're going strong for three quarters of it and then what happened i know so this movie uh, the landing but it's got a good director gabriella co um it's one of those names coperthwaite she directed that documentary blackfish about sea world remember when that worker got killed and and Mm -hmm. and so this is a sci-fi drama, and I just, it's very claustrophobic. And that's, you know, the best kind of thrillers, horror movies are when it's just a, a, a confined space. And you mm-hmm. can't get more confined than being in space, mm-hmm. you know, and they're floating around and everything. Well, what happens is there's an incident on Earth where the Russians and U.S. are at war. So each team gets a message from their command centers. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. The U.S. is at war with Russia. Take control of the ISS by any means possible. Mm, interesting so premise. N- now they're pitted against each other and they can't trust each other and things happen and it gets really freaky. Mm, okay. So, so that's, that's all I'm saying. That's ISS and that's in theaters right. today. Uh, streaming on Max, because we have been talking about true or about crime thrillers, there is a CNN true crime documentary now streaming on Max called yes. Chowchilla. Yes, if you recall this incident, it happened in ni- the summer of 1976. 26 kids vanished. In a school bus. In I a school don't bus. remember this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes. In, a, in a school bus. Weren't they buried? Yeah, they were buried in this rock quarry. 
they were in a moving, they put them in a moving van with ma- dirty mattresses Ew. and everything. And then, you know, 26 kids and their bus driver. And uh, they it was covered with dirt. So this kid, one of the kids is the hero and he digs out and they get, well, but the parents didn't know, nobody knew what was going on. Well, these three, I, I would call them idiots. Um, they had decided that they were going to do this for ransom and they wanted $5 million. But that you know, went wrong. So the, the, the kids were underground. Um, this is a documentary, uh, talking to some of the kids because very little was known about childhood trauma back then. Oh, and they've been studied because they call it trauma centered care. Yeah. Because now they, they were all affected. I mean, they were underground, uh, not knowing what was going on. Uh, you know, in this confined space, and it was hot, you know, middle of July, and this was like a rural area. Okay, so you know? this is called Chowchilla. Yes. It's streaming on Max. It's a fascinating. True, true crime documentary. Um, awards season is here. We we have a question. We were talking about this earlier. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Who are the... I know you're a critic, but there was something we were talking about that we loved, and it only had a 56% thumbs up from Rotten Tomato critics. Can you shed any insight on well, for well, the rest of us about how you come up, how they come up with it? I have. I, or how I'm, many critics there are? Yeah, I don't know how many. I honestly don't. I know that uh, you can only apply twice a year and some people get it and some people don't and I don't know their alg- algorithm at all. So it's not like you have a Rotten Tomatoes critics dinner. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We just or everybody gets together and has pizza. in LA. No, they, it's not like Critics Choice Association where we all get together and, you know, see each other and we have mit- uh, committees and we talk. What you do is you you submit your you upload your review and um you you know you you add it. There's a little you know, and then uh, they figure your grade in to the algorithm, and then they have a chart. Like if you go, they'll show my tomatoes and my splats. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm on the minority. Like I like something, but everybody else is giving it a splat. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's good to have a good. That's cross what we were trying to then. figure out. It's now, like how many men are. Women, demographic, age, we wondered. Right. Well, I think that's one of the reasons I got, because I'm an older woman. Well, I'm glad you did. Critics' Choice Awards, do we get to watch this on TV? Well, it was was Sunday. It was last Sunday, and I thought it was really fun. um, Shows where I am with the award show. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Well, it was kind of, you know. I vote, so I have to watch. Right, it was on the CW. Yeah, it was on the is... CW, but it's but it was really good, and it was like the Emmys were the next day, and everybody who won Critics' Choice seemed to win Emmys because the Bear, Beef, and Succession, Succession. all yeah. won. And so uh, at the Emmys, I will say the Emmys were really good this year, and Niecy Nash Betts gave the best speech. She wanted to thank herself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody laughed, but it was really a good speech. But she is in the movie Origin as Anjanae Ellis Taylor's cousin. And this okay. is sister. Uh, Origin is Ava DuVernay, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and she was, but she was, she won the Emmy for the Jeffrey Dahmer Monster Next Door or whatever right. it was called. Right. I could not bring myself to no, watch that. I couldn't either. There's sometimes where you. It's just like you, you don't want to go there. Well, I kind of I've heard you talk about the zone of interest. 
and I don't know. I I want to watch it, but I hesitate to watch it. And this is about one of the commanders of Auschwitz, and yes. he's living yeah. next door. And I read they just put ten cameras in this house, and that there wasn't much in the way of scripts. And yeah. one of the actors said, first of all, his audition was in German, and the person who watched his audition did not speak German. But watched his audition and hired him based on that. And the guy said because there were these cameras hidden all around the house, not like a full crew, that they sort of forgot. One of the things that I noticed was the the ash, like that you had the you had the perimeter of the house, and then oh, have, have up you against seen it? no 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 oh. no just the clips because I oh, can't bring I myself seen to any watch clips. it. But the the ash. It was like n- there's no explanation. They're next to a crematorium, obviously, um, and, uh-huh. and, at, at Auschwitz, and it's just in. It's just mind-boggling. Oh, it is. You hear these sounds, and you're just like, oh my god. And these people yes. are just living life. Yeah, they're just yeah. as if Dad's working at the uh, the, the Anheuser Busch Brewery mm. next door. I mean, it's just unreal. Yeah, it's it, that's why it, to me it's so chilling because of the normalization of. What they're, you know, what they're doing. And that's one of the things brought up in Origin was how did we get here? Mm-hmm. How did now, we is get... Zone of Interest up for this year's yes. Oscars? Okay. Yes. And, and and it should do well. The Oscar nominations are Tuesday morning. Okay. Wendy and I were trying to keep track of all this. Because I could have sworn. So I guess it's, it is, I thought, didn't it used to be like Valentine's Day? Oh, where yeah. you get the, you would get the nominations and then March, you would have the... the yeah, well, it's March 10th this okay, year. Okay, March 10th. And Lynn will be here in the meantime, so we'll keep all of us up to date. We're running out of time, so yes. let's talk about Miller Furniture. <laughs> yes. We're enjoying our Miller Furniture. Wendy and I learned about it from oh, you. We have yeah. shopped there. It's fantastic. Well, if you don't want to go out because it's cold, you can go online because you can find out everything online. You just won't have the personal service, but you can talk to people, too. They're available if you want to just call and ask questions. So I think that's good, like if you don't want to go out, you know. And then we'll we'll be having more sales coming up. But um, the push now is for comfortable beds. And as somebody um, uh, who's been bundled up, <laughs> oh, you cannot beat a comfortable bed so this true. time of year. Miller Furniture spelled M-U-E-L-L-E-R, but check them out online. Check out their different locations. You will not be disappointed. Lynn Van House, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you, and thanks to Miller Furniture for bringing Lynn. And we'll be back in a moment.